podcasters, on today's episode of Business of Glam, we sit down with the amazing Jenna Mariah. Not only is she the co-founder of Peanut Butter Creative, a graphic designer, as well as a fellow beauty enthusiast, can we talk about her successful modeling career, which includes a campaign with guests? So we can't wait to pick her brain and share her knowledge with you. So sit back, grab a glass of bubbles and enjoy. are sitting down today with Jenna Mariah. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Thank you. So Jenna is co-founder of Peanut Butter Creative, a graphic designer, as well as a fellow beauty enthusiast. So tell us a little bit about all of those different hats that you wear. Yeah. So, um, well, it all kind of started when I went to college. I went to CSU uh, for business marketing and apparel merchandising. Throughout college, I had some fashion in- internships. Um, and then I worked for Nordstrom in college in the lingerie department, which was I, fun. I also worked at Nordstrom. You did? Yes, you're a fellow Nordy. So. Oh, fun. <laughs> so love Nordstrom. Great, at, great, great company, great atmosphere. Um, And then after college, I decided I wanted to do visual merchandising in like the retail space. Um, And so I had landed what I thought was a really promising opportunity with um, a shoe company here in Denver. And they had kind of marketed it as like, you can do whatever you want, pick your position. If you want to do visual merchandising, like take that and run with it. Um, and so I was so excited. I had gotten my job right out of college. I was like stoked, right? <laughs> You're like, yeah. look at me now. Yep. So Watch out, world. Started working there. Um, and, you know, days went by, weeks went by, and I didn't do anything with visual merchandising. And I kind of talked to my boss and was like, you know, this is really what I want to do. Um, this is kind of why I took this job. Um, what the heck kind of thing. Um, and it was always like the runaround of like, yeah, we're going to get you to that point, but there's customers here. I need you out on the sales floor. And so what I kind of realized was like, I don't want to be, I never signed up to be another retail employee after college. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I quit because I was just sort of jaded by he, I had felt like he had lied to me. And said, like, I'm, I'm going to give you all these opportunities. And I thought, like, it was so promising and that sort of stuff. Um, and I was like, this, I'm a, literally a glorified sales employee. <laughs> not that there's anything right. wrong with that right. at all. But it was just not it's what just I was. not what you were expecting. I, exactly. Yeah. And so after that, um, I was like, I'm done with fashion for a little bit. Um, I need a break, you know, retail. It seems like you know, Denver is kind of more up and coming in the fashion industry. It's totally. it's not a LA, it's not a Miami, it's not a New York yet. I will say we're getting there. We're getting there. Yes. I remember when I first moved here, like nobody dressed up going out. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's very, changing. yeah, it's very like mountain town or was, but mm-hmm. like I said, we're getting there. So hopefully that's coming soon. Um, but So I was just like, there's not really any other space to work in fashion other than retail. And that's just really not what I wanted to do. So um, I quit there. I started working for and doing marketing for some random companies like healthcare companies and that sort of thing. And then my sister and I just sort of started a business totally randomly and it just kind of fell in our lap. Um, And that is Peanut Butter Creative. And 
that's where I'm at now. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And along the way, you've done a little modeling. Yes. Yep. So that's kind of where I kept my foot in the door, I Mm -hmm. guess you could say. Um, I was scouted when I was in a senior in high school. My sister had posted my um, senior photos that she took with like a digital camera. I can't remember where she posted them, but an agency, a newer agency reached out to me and they were like, we like your photos. We think you could be, you know, a model. Would you want to come down and shoot with us at our studio? We have a clothing line as well. And I was like 17. I was like, I'm so excited. <laughs> like, right? absolutely. I drove my little car that I had never, I had just gotten my license and I had never driven on the highway. Didn't tell my parents I was going. I drove <laughs> all the way downtown and there was like a makeup artist, a hairstylist, a wardrobe person and all these clothes. And I was thinking like, this is what you see on TV, mm-hmm. you know? So I was so excited. I shot with them and that kind of just started everything for me. Um, we got some jobs here and there. I got like a magazine cover for Mile High Sports, shot some magazine features, that sort of thing. Um, and then I kind of took a little hi- hiatus in college. I would do, just do it when I could. Um, and then now, a few la- a few years later, I got a direct message from Paul Marciano, who owns Guess, <laughs> started Guess in like 1980. Oh, just Paul uh-huh. messaging you. <laughs> I thought it, I did. To be completely honest, I had no idea who he was. Like, of course I knew the guest brand and that sort of stuff, but you don't really know. I mean, at least I didn't. I didn't know he was like the owner of the company, founder, that sort of stuff. And so when I got the DM, he asked like, what's your measurements? How tall are you? That sort of thing. I like some of your pictures. I'd like to feature you. Come come out here and do a test shoot with us. And when I read it, I was like, this is fake. (laughs) You know, like I'm like, what the hell? Totally. And so I go to his profile and he's like verified and all of those things. So I was like, I kind of did my research, looked like, oh, I'm like, this guy is really like the owner of this company. So um, long story short, my my girlfriend from college, um, she lived in L.A. So I was already going out to see her and I had told him, I'll be out there. Let me know if you want to set this up. And I test shooted um, like I think it was three years ago. And I've been kind of working with them ever since. That's amazing. Yeah. That's like the guest model used to be the thing. Right. And it still is. Yeah. But like back in my day, like the Anna Nicole day. Uh Uh-huh. I know. (laughs) And, you know, I thought that it was just, it was such a, a breath of fresh air because here it's more of the like, you know, and really anywhere besides more like Victoria's Secret guest stuff is the shorter models that are curvier and really kind of making the name for that sort of style. So I was excited because I'm like, I, I don't have to change to, yeah. to shoot for these people. That's amazing. So did you ever think about kind of following that model career path and leaving Denver or kind of yes. hitting, like we talked about that we're not, we're growing mm-hmm. into being more of like a fashion Mecca, but New York and LA obviously are kind of those places that you get the most opportunities. I have definitely thought about it. I've been asked multiple times and I just, that industry and those places, that industry in those specific places, it just eats you up. And when I'm there and I like 
I can talk to, you know, models from LA or models that move there to, to do their dream and that sort of thing. They're like exhausted, yeah. you know? And I just, I don't know. I just always more saw myself as a businesswoman and, you know, making a name for myself. And I, I don't know how, but I've just crafted it to do like, I can go there for a weekend. Mm-hmm. I get that experience and I go back home. How fun. Like you get to wear all the different hats. Yeah. <laughs> you get to keep it just exactly. fun. And then I come back and I, I have mountains and like fresh air and it's so peaceful in Colorado yeah. that, you know, I did grow up here, so I am a native, but I don't know. It's just that life really isn't for me. Yeah. So. It's good that you identified. Yeah. Instead, you want to be in the like hard streets of business ownership. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What would you say with having guests and everything on your resume and starting a company with your sister, what are some of your biggest successes that you identify with? Um, I think definitely graduating college is one of them. Um, Also just starting a business. I mean, my sister and I, we have, we had no graphic design experience. We basically taught ourselves. We had a computer and Adobe and we just started learning. Um, and so I think that that's one of my bigger successes just because it wasn't what I planned to do, Mm -hmm. but it's, it sort of fell in my lap and it's like what I absolutely love, live and breathe now. It's amazing. So tell us a little bit about how you and your sister decided to start a graphic design firm. Sure. So it was totally random. Like I said, um, my, we just kind of, we've deci- we decided a long time ago that we always wanted a business together. Yeah. Um, and we were the best of friends. We wanted to, we want to, we still want to live next to each other. Like we're, we're just obsessed with each other. Um, and so, but we have very different interests. Mm-hmm. Like she went to real estate school. Um, I'm fashion. We just never really like, we don't have, we don't share anything other than like a love for visually appealing things and our sisterhood. So we had just been talking one day and she was like, I'm making wedding invites for one of my friends. And I was like, oh, how funny. I am helping my makeup artist make her website. (laughs) And you guys really organically like figured out that this is something you're both really good at. Uh (laughs) So it kind of just started as we were just helping the friends that we know because we've always been sort of good at like, like anytime there was a school project, I would take on the visual aspect. Like I want to make the PowerPoint or the um, like thing you put together for the visual part. And she's the same way. Um, and we've always been obsessed with fonts and, you know, things just looking like pretty. Um, so we decided we're like, we're both doing these graphic things. We didn't even really realize that they were like graphic design things, but we're like, what if we, we could charge people for these, you know, we got, we're like, we could make a business out of this and that could be our sister business. Um, and so, and then, with that, she we really started with her making a ton of logos for real estate people. And I worked with makeup artists. I did some fashion logos, some boutique logos, like that sort of th- stuff. And we realized like we could bring in these other industries that we are we love and pas- are passionate about, but we can mesh them with what we're good at. So that's kind of how it started. I love it. Thanks. How do you guys, how do you, or any advice that you have for somebody that wants to have a partnership, especially with maybe a sibling or a family member? I feel like that's always like a, 
sure that like you have this amazing bond, but then you can also have disagreements when it comes to making business decisions or how to move forward. Definitely. I think, um, a partnership with anyone, whether it be business or a relationship or anything is literally communication. Mm -hmm. Like you really have to just be open and be able to talk to each other and say, you know, I mean, we had a very big conversation when we first started of, saying like, you know, if I critique your work, don't take it personal. I just want us both to be better and vice versa. Cause you know, she's my big sister. I'm the Mm -hmm. little sister. So if she says anything about my stuff, you know, I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) I know. Right. But I have three sisters. So I get the dynamic of sisters. Uh I'm like, I think it would be really amazing to be in business with them. And also a nightmare, a nightmare (laughs) (laughs) with a lack of better word. I'm like, Love them, but I don't know if we could work together. Totally. Yeah, it's it was definitely um, something getting used to, but you just kind of have to realize, like, you're both working together at the betterment of what you want to do, mm-hmm. and being in business together is our ultimate goal. So that's kind of what you realize. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's business. Exactly. That's And you have to make the right decisions for business and take your emotions yep. out of it so many times. So true. Because you get so wrapped up in it and you're like, that hurt my feelings. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> I'll call her crying or, yeah. That was hurtful. Well, what is your best piece of advice that you would give to somebody maybe looking to get into marketing or graphic design industry, start their own company? I would say trust your intuition. Like, I feel like I knew, I know it's easier said than done and it's a little cliche to say, but I feel like I knew a lot of things that were holding me back a long time ago. And I kind of just held on to the comfort of those things rather than just jumping in and saying, you know, hey, I'm going to take this risk. And it doesn't matter if you are good or bad or if something fails, like it's just take it as a learning lesson. Um, So I think if you feel something like in that pit in your stomach or you feel something in your heart that's like, I should be doing this or I shouldn't be doing this and something else is my calling, follow it. Did you get kind of a best piece of advice for yourself to kind of follow those dreams and be yeah. a risk taker? Yeah, I think I think it's my parents, who, my, my dad specifically. He always told us like, you can do whatever you want to do. If you want to do that and it makes you happy, then you do that. You know, he was never like, I need you guys to be a lawyer or mm-hmm. I want you to be a doctor or I want you to do what I did. He was like, you know, follow, you guys are smart, trust your intuition, do what you think is best And if it makes you happy, do it. Love it. So. Okay. We'll keep on the advice train. Okay. Any pieces of advice that you have for amateurs like myself that are trying to run social media or try to make something kind of visually pleasing? Yes. Any like key pointers and like creating that vision? Totally. So for social media, number one, my thing is hashtags. Like a lot of people just look past them and they are so important, I feel, in how other people find you. And when you're using hashtags, I feel like it's super important to do really specific words. So not hashtagging having fun. Like if you look up the hashtag having fun, it's going to be so general, a million people, because everybody has... Everybody's having fun Everybody's in their own way. Fun exactly. On social media. Exactly. <laughs> so rather than doing something like that, you should be hashtagging like hairstylist in Denver, Denver hairstylist, balayage, 
that sort of thing, more specific things, because think about it as if it, you were, it was in your, you're in their shoes. If I'm looking for a black skirt, I'm going to hashtag, I'm going to look up the hashtag black skirt mm-hmm. and a million different things come up, but I'm not going to ha- look up having fun. Nobody's ever probably going to ever look up that hashtag. So I think specific hashtags is a number one. Another thing um, is have original content. So I think it's really easy to look at other people for inspiration, but just do that. Don't copy other people, have original content, think of something because then it's truly you. And then you don't have those lags in posting because if it's, if it doesn't feel like you and it doesn't feel like original, then it's, it's harder to be inspired by your own content. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important too. And then another thing is if you're trying to monetize anything, whether it be bring someone to your business or bring someone to your blog or sell an item or those kind of things, utilize Facebook and Instagram promotions. It's literally like the cheapest thing ever. Mm-hmm. It's like $5 a day. You can completely decide who your target market is. It's literally, you can set your budget. So say I have 40 bucks. I can target like 13,000 women who love fashion, whose hobby is styling people, who's, you know, those who live in Colorado for $5 a day. Yeah. So it's so cheap. So cheap. (laughs) And like, just don't be afraid to spend a little money to advertise. Mm -hmm. So I love it. Do you think with hashtags that they should be the same hashtags every time you're posting or something similar? I think something similar because then kind of, I think people latch on to the same hashtags and then if they're finding you and then you see the top posts versus recent. Um, But also I think switch it up and see what works for you. Um, Use your insights on if you're, if you have, first of all, make your Instagram a business page, which you do through Facebook. And once you are on that, then you can see all of the insights. They're giving you the information. So if that post didn't do so well, look at all your posts and as a conglomerate and see like, oh, you know, it's funny because my sister and I, we post a ton of graphic design work, right? We're graphic designers, but our top posts are the pictures of the two of us, <laughs> you know, because people relate to people. Want to be personal. Yeah. Right. So we're like, we kind of strategize for this year. We need to post more sister posts and just have a more meaningful caption mm-hmm. because people relate to seeing us rather than seeing like a business card. Right. So that's important too, I think. (laughs) I do. It's funny. I don't know if you use like a social media scheduler. Yes, I do. I have a really hard time doing it because I feel like it's like my outfit of the day. Uh I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to be feeling like tomorrow Uh or next week. Yeah. So I'm trying to like get over myself. Totally. (laughs) And just like plan something out. Oh, that was my issue at first as well with my personal Instagram because I'm I'm a little more like fashion on my personal one. Mm -hmm. But, But what helped me get over that is... I do what I call like color story. So I do every nine posts I plan around a color. So it just helps me stay inspired. So if I'm on red, I'm like, oh, maybe I should go to Cherry Creek and look at the roses at that flower shop and take some pictures. And then that inspires me to go and do something and get original content for my page. So colors have really helped me. But like I said, I'm kind of more visual. Um, but another thing to do is just sort of take whatever photo you like and whatever is 
is inspiring you that day. And then maybe have like a general filter over it so it all kind of looks cohesive. That way you can post what you want, but then it looks cohesive with your full brand because it's all in that kind of tone. Love it. <laughs> I'm like, I have to get over myself and start <laughs> planning out my life. Totally. It makes it easier. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you have kind of a mission or a vision statement that kind of helps you stay inspired or a company mission and vision statement that you and your sister have? Um, I think our main mission, mission or vision is just to always be staying inspired and creative. And to do that, you have to kind of keep learning and to always be open to education and reading books and listening to podcasts and hearing other people's thoughts and ideas around things because those just kind of snowball every meeting we have together. It's like, oh, I heard this. And then that gets my wheels turning and we start talking about something totally different, but it came from something we read in a book or something we saw online or, you know, there's just, there's so much inspiration around. And I think like if you're always striving to be better and striving to get more education and inspiration, you'll, you'll be better every day. Love that. Do you have a way that you try to balance it all? Um, (laughs) I'm like work, life, yeah, your side hustles with modeling and everything else. Like, how do you kind of find a perfect way to balance? Um, well, it's definitely tough. I feel like there will be months where I'm working really hard at on peanut butter creative and doing graphic design stuff. And I just kind of realize I'm like, wow, I haven't done anything fashion related. And that's like really what brings me joy. And I have to get out of this bubble and do something that makes me happy. And my sister's really nice of being like, you know, go do it. So then maybe I'll plan a shoot with one of my makeup artists just for fun or just to get, you know, creative juices flowing and that sort of thing. So I feel like the way I keep it all organized and keep it flowing is I have to keep a, I have to throw in like a creative piece every, every three weeks or so. Like once a month, I have to plan something that's just for fun, just to do I, if I want to doodle something like just doing that stuff that, that brings me happiness rather than for work. Do you have like anything that stands out to you as maybe like a big lesson that you have learned in business that has stuck with you and kind of helped you? Yeah. Um, recently, um, do you, do you follow Rachel Hollis? Yes. So (laughs) did you, did you read her book? Um, so I'll tell you a funny story. Okay. Girl, go wash your face. Uh Is that the one you're talking about? Mm -hmm. Um, I bought it around Christmas time Uh to plan on reading. Uh And then I forgot to buy my sister-in-law a Christmas present. So you gifted it to her? And so I just loved it to her. Love a (laughs) re-gift. So I was like, I need to rebuy it and like actually read it. But I was like, I did have the intention of reading it. Of course. And then I was like, oh no, I forgot. Like, sure. What do I have in my bag? (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, So she, her book, and then also she's like a huge inspiration for us. Um, And then also she has her podcast as well. But what she, what she has said recently and what we're taking with us into the new year is if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. So rather than, I think that sort of lesson we've learned 
we've kind of made our name so far in the graphic design industry that now like we don't have to take every single client if it's not something we want to do. So at first, you know, we were taking like business people and all of these other things, but we kind of realized that like we have a specific target market that we love to work with and that what makes us happy. And that is like the fashion, beauty, baby stuff, like all the kind of girly stuff. And we're like, now if, if something doesn't make you happy to work on it, then don't do it. Mm -hmm. Somebody else will be happy to work on that client. And then it kind of, it just makes you happier in the long run. But isn't it so funny? Like the longer you're in business, you're like, it's okay to say no. Yes. And it's okay if that client never comes back to you. Yes. And it's okay that we're not a match. Totally. (laughs) When, when, when you first start, you're like, how can I, how can I conform myself to make me your perfect person? Oh man. I was like on like watch if like we had a Yelp review Uh or like, how can I make it right for everybody? And then I was like. I'm not right for everybody exactly. and every person that comes in through the door. And totally. So, and that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> and it's okay to say no to people. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't bring you happiness, then don't do it. Right. Because life is not about being stressed out. And especially then, if you're stressed out about the work that you wanted, that you think you want to do, you don't, you, you're not going to want to do it anymore. You're going to burn out. How long did it take you to learn this lesson? How long have you guys been... We've been in business three years and I would say three years. I was going to say, I think three years, Glamour Bar is at their three year marker. Uh And I think that's when your shift happens. Yeah. You're like, okay. Uh Uh-huh. Like it's time to change some things. Totally. (laughs) I completely, a hundred percent agree. Yeah. I think it's that three year marker. You become like that bad toddler. Yep. The terrible, well, I guess terrible twos. Terrible twos were terrible twos. And then you're like, I'm kind of actually a badass. Uh Uh-huh. Totally. I don't need you. <laughs> exactly. I'm up and moving on my own. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally. So tell us a little bit about future plans or visions that you have for your company, for yourself. Yeah. So um, I really have the goal this year to really start my fashion blog. So I want to kind of get that going. And then with Peanut Butter Creative, we just want to really focus in on our favorite types of clients. Like I want to work every day and be happy and excited to work on the projects that I have. Um, So that's definitely a goal. And then just really being an entrepreneur. Like I feel like us millennials, we just, we are setting such a great example for what you can do. It's insane Mm -hmm. that people are making millions off YouTube and Instagram and podcasts and all of this stuff. And like, like the older generations are like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> but it's like, we can, we, I just love how our generation is like, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just make our life so much easier and happier because this is what we enjoy doing. So. I love it. So do you have any business advice when it comes to social media in whether you should be hiring an agency or trying to find somebody to be on your staff? hire somebody like as a freelancer or do it yourself to do social media. You mean? Yes. I would a hundred percent say an agency. And the reason why is because that is, if you started a social media agency, that's obviously your passion and you care about and should have the knowledge to grow somebody's Instagram page. I feel like you know, with what we were saying about millennials and that sort of thing, there are a lot of people that see these um, job postings online that's like, 
do social media and you can be from home and post to Instagram. And it's like, that's great. And a a lot of people are like, oh my God, like I would love to just be on Instagram all day and that's my job. But if you don't have the strategic and analytical piece to it, then it's just, it's not, it's, people don't understand that it's not about just posting a post and putting some hashtags on it. Mm -hmm. Like it really does have to be strategic. And that's why I feel like if you get an agency, they know what they're supposed to be posting. They know that they're supposed to be researching, researching your audience, asking you questions that really will grow your business. Who do you want to have on your business? If it's more clients or if it's, you know, you, you're going to branch into something else and not do hair full time or something like that. Um, I think an agency just takes more time and effort and has more passion into doing those things. Not that, not, I'm sure there are some individuals or freelancers or coordinators, but so far the ones that I have found and the, the businesses I've talked to, they, this is a number one issue for Mm -hmm. most entrepreneurs and small businesses who want to focus on their craft rather than focusing on social media. Yeah. But you have to do both Mm -hmm. if you want to grow anything in this day and age. It's so true. And so it gets, it is a little bit more time consuming. There are a bunch of apps and different things out there that help amateurs Mm -hmm. like myself (laughs) go through, but then I'm like, Oh, I should be looking at analytics and trying to figure things out. So it's kind of that like crazy balance of trying to find totally. And I have, I've definitely hired in-house marketing people. I haven't done an agency yet, but in, I do think it's a huge problem with other entrepreneurs because I think that every time I talk to another business owner, they too have that struggle totally. of figuring out what's right for them and their company. And I think sometimes it can become a company culture type issue if you have somebody in-house and they're just wanting to do social media. Because uh-huh. I think to me, like you were saying, like social media is so much more of like growing your brand and finding ways to grow your business and kind of figuring that out for you and not just posting to Instagram. Definitely. And I think also it's just important to, if you are going to hire like a social media coordinator or a freelancer or something like that, you kind of have to be prepared to have not only their salary budget, but you need to have a marketing budget that you allot them as well. Mm -hmm. Because an individual cannot just grow your Instagram by just posting and like I said, hashtagging and that sort of thing. They can do different ways, but at the end of the day, it's going to cost those Instagram promotions that need to come from you or the advertising on the internet or getting somebody to sponsor you on a podcast or something like that. That's going to cost you a little bit more extra than just paying a salaried employee as well. Why did you determine for your business it's best to hire the agency? I know you kind of talked about that they're kind of passionate. That's their job, right? Yep. <laughs> but do you have any key pointers that you guys are going to look for when finding a company yeah. or like how you even come to that decision? Because I think it is so personal that we always like, of course, want to hire somebody in how, because you're like, I need to have my totally. voice. Yep. And so it seems like much more appealing to you. So how do you kind of look at that and try to make that decision? Um, well, I think, I think it just, I think for us, whether or not you hire an agency or an individual person, you're going to have to like almost do your own research and get to know them so that they can project your voice for you. But for us, we kind of just weighed out, 
do we want to spend that time? We're going to have to spend the time either way, telling mm-hmm. somebody how to, to what it, what our voice is, what our vision is, what we want for our company. So would I rather do that for an individual that maybe doesn't have so much experience or would I rather do it to an agency? Obviously an agency is going to be more money, but in the long run, if you have to spend the same time telling people what your voice is, what you want it to look like, what you want to post, who your target market is, I think I think it's worth spending a little bit more money on an expert rather than putting it into an individual and risking hoping they're a good fit. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. I think agency's my next move. I after think I'm yes. done doing my own thing. But also, <laughs> not every agency is great either. Right. You know, some agencies are like, oh, well, you know, to to grow your business, we have to buy you. 50,000 fake followers. What the hell is that going to do for me? You know, or we're going to buy your likes. So it looks like you are more liked than you are Mm -hmm. because if you have more likes and you have more followers, then that looks more reputable to other people. And it's like, well, that's okay. But fake followers and fake likes doesn't make me any money. Right. So I need the money (laughs) to come in and this is my business and my job and my livelihood. And that at the end of the day, even if I look like I'm the most popular person in the more in the world, it's not going to bring me money. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing this for. Not, I mean, not just for money, but, but that's why you're investing in social media is to like bring you the right type of clients and to market your business out to other people. Totally. I always have that like epic battle in my head because we, I think get into a numbers game a lot of times on social media and I'm like, but isn't it quality versus quantity because you want the people that are actually engaged and actually care about what you're doing and maybe want to do business with you Mm -hmm. versus somebody in a different country that maybe has no idea what (laughs) they're never going to do. Or a robot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. And also I think like when you're, when you're working with an agency, it's, they're mostly a group of people. So like a business partnership, they have different ideas. They bounce off of each other. And, you know, if something doesn't work, they're more like solution prone. So they're thinking of like, oh, this didn't work, but let me think of these ways that might work instead. And they're kind, it's kind of a trial and error kind of thing. But I think it's worth it in the end. Because when you just have one individual and one person thinking, it's, it's their style and it's hard to duplicate somebody else's style or voice mm-hmm. when they're not you. Yeah. It's so true. I have the like epic battle all the I know, time of same. like, uh, I just should do it because it's my voice and like I can communicate better with like our followers because uh-huh. it's my brand. Uh-huh. So, but it's relinquishing that control. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't it scary? It's like my, we're also thinking about hiring an intern or an like associate graphic designer to take some of our projects, you know, as we grow and that sort of stuff. And I'm like, no, I like, I don't know if how we're, I don't know how they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to treat our clients the same way we do. Like it's kind of, it's scary to, so hard. but if, but you're not going to grow if you don't expand in that way. Mm-hmm. So, and you'll go through growing pains yeah. and you just have to accept exactly. it. I think you just have to accept that just like we were talking about clients not being right for you, uh-huh. that you have to understand that some employees aren't right for you yep. and your brand and that you have to just protect your brand and sometimes make tough decisions uh-huh. and risky ones too. Yes. <laughs> Business. Yep. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> 
Jenna, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us so much knowledge and being real with us. I of love course. that. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. So tell us where people can find you and Peanut Butter Creative. Awesome. So my personal page is Jenna Mariah X. That's where I post more of my fashion stuff and beauty um, enthusiast stuff on there. And then our graphic design page is Peanut Butter Creative. And our website for Peanut Butter Creative is peanutbutter-creative.com. I love it. Well, thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you. We hope that you enjoyed that episode of Business of Glam as much as we did. Thank you to the beautiful Jenna Mariah for sitting down with us and sharing her vast knowledge on social media, social media presence, graphic design, just sharing her really amazing stories. Thank you for keeping it real and sitting down with us. Until next time, we always hope that you stay glam. Glam.